Hello and welcome to the Bridge City Church podcast. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am. We'd love to have a coffee and a chat. We hope you enjoy this week's message brought to you by Pastor Robin. See you at church. to you all. How good to be here. How good to see you all. How good to celebrate Jesus. Amen. 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 It's my joy and privilege to preach the word this morning on this amazing day that we celebrate the birth of Jesus. So good to see you all here today. I want to read to you this morning from the book of John. And um, worship team, you just did an outstanding job. Thank you for all of you who are here who've travelled Thank you for all who are here who haven't travelled. Thank you for all that are online watching today. Merry Christmas to you all. So, John 8, verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Father, we thank you today that you sent Jesus, your only son, into the world, that we might have the light of the world, that we would not walk in darkness, but you've made a way for us all to come to you. And Father God, this morning as we celebrate the birth of Jesus, Father, we thank you that every heart is open in this place, every heart that, Lord God, you are list- that's listening online, Father, is, is just ready to receive what you want to speak into each life today. God, we thank you that we're here because of you, not because of man's rule or authority, but because of you and what you have done for us. And we are grateful and we are thankful. Father, I pray that you would make my tongue as the pen of a skillful writer this morning as I bring this word, this word of your light into the world in Jesus' most precious name. And everyone said... Amen. So we're celebrating the birth of Jesus. What an amazing time to come together. And, you know, we see the fulfilment of God's plan in sending Jesus, that he was always going to come and pay the price that not any one of us could pay so that we might have life and life more abundantly and we would know eternal life because this life is a temporal life. However long we live, whether it's 90 years or 100 years or I saw in the news this week there was a lady who died who was 135 years old. Isn't that amazing? And you just think about all of the things that she may have seen in her life but at the end of the day, did she know Jesus? And that's what we're here to celebrate today. John 1, 4 to 5, in him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. And 1 John 1, 5, God is light and in him is no darkness at all. We're celebrating the light of the world, Jesus, today and in a world that is very dark at this point in time where there is so much fear, so much uncertainty So much discouragement, maybe. People's lives feeling in turmoil and upended and question marks over futures and things that are out of each one of our control. We know that Jesus wants to shine the light of his word into our lives so that we can walk by the light, walking in the light as he is in the light. And the word says, and as we walk in that light, we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Jesus 
cleanses us from all unrighteousness. But I was doing some reading this week and I read in National Geographic, it's an old edition, on the power of light. So I'm quoting here. Light reveals the world to us. This is a secular source. Body and soul crave it. Light sets our biological clocks. It triggers in our brains the sensations of colour. Light feeds us, supplying the energy of plants to grow. It inspires us with special effects like rainbows and sunsets. Light gives us life-changing tools from incandescent bulbs to lasers and fibre optics. Scientists don't fully understand what light is or what it can do. They just know that it will illuminate our future. There has been light from the beginning. There will be light at the end. In all its forms, visible and invisible, it saturates the universe. Light is more than a little bit mysterious. Modern physics has sliced the stuff of nature into ever smaller and more exotic constituents. But light won't reduce. Light is light. Pure, but not simple. No one is exactly sure how to describe it. A wave, a particle, yes, the scientists say, both. It is a measure of light's important in our daily lives that we hardly pay any attention to. Light is almost like air, it's a given. A human would no more linger over the concept of light than a fish would ponder the notion of water, end of quote. And then it went on to say a little bit later in the article, the more you look at the topic, the more you realise that our lives are built around light, that our daily existence is continuously shaped and made vivid by that ambiguous stuff that dates from the beginning of time. From our technology to our spirituality, we are creatures of light. Isn't that incredible when you put a spiritual insight onto the matter of light. And for us as Christians today, and as we look at what light is and how Jesus is the light of the world, I just want us to really reflect on what God wants to do with his light in us and what he wants to do through us and what he wants to do in a world that is dark, that we are God's answer on this earth because we know Jesus and we have his hope and we have his spirit. And so... For us, the future is absolutely certain in what God wants to do. He wants to use us. He wants us to be bearers of his light and his love and his hope and his joy wherever we go. With encouragement, with life-breathing words, with love that comes from the Father heart of God. Sometimes even using our words. Our scripture today, John 8, 12. Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness but have the light of life. And you know, when you think about when Jesus said this, he was coming into Jerusalem declaring himself to be the light of the world during the celebration of the Feast of Tabernacles in Jerusalem, which was recalling the wanderings of the Israelites in the desert. And they'd lit the menorah, this huge seven candelabra menorah in the old city of Jerusalem just outside of the temple. And everyone was marvelling maybe, looking at the light from this, this beautiful um, source of light. And Jesus 
boldly said, I am the light of the world. And it's a wonder the Pharisees didn't throw him out of the city again then. But he is the light of the world. And what did he mean by that? And this morning I want to just quickly unpack the word light. And I'm going to use an acrostic. And to all the teachers out there, you're going to understand that this is this floats my boat, light. <laughs> so what does L stand for? L stands for life. The Gospel of John ties life and light together in the very first chapter of this incredibly God-inspired, God-written book. John 1, 4, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And the light in this context can be understood in three ways. We look at it intellectually. We look at it that light is symbolic of truth, and darkness is the opposite. Darkness is ignorance or error. We look at it morally. That light is symbolic of purity and holiness and darkness is seen as wickedness or in a sinful lifestyle, the, the opposite of a morally pure life. And then we look at it spiritually, that light is life and darkness is not life. Darkness is death. When you walk into a room and you put the light on, where does the dark go? It disappears because darkness cannot stay when the light comes. And when we have Christ in our hearts, when we have Christ in our life and we walk into a room, we're bringing the light of Christ into a situation that maybe is full of darkness, maybe it's full of despair. But when we walk in Jesus, we have that light. John 12.8 says he promises that whoever will follow Jesus as the light of the world will have the light of life. And we have life. Turn to the person next to you and say, you have life. And all the INFJs in the congregation went cringe. <laughs> when we're born again believers, we walk in the newness of life. Romans 6.4 says, Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in newness of life. We had three baptisms here last week. It was the most incredible time, wasn't it? Hallelujah. Good to see you this morning. We had the most incredible time celebrating the baptisms as those three precious souls went into the water and came out in that newness of life. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says therefore if anyone is in Christ he is he is that she is too a new creation old things have passed away and behold all things have become new life l what about i illumination before we come to Christ, we're all spiritually blind. We're walking in darkness. And simply put, illumination is the turning on of the spiritual light on the inside of us. We're filled with his spirit. We know that newness of life because we're born again. Our eyes, the scales fall from our eyes like Paul on the road to Damascus. We were Saul prior to that. He was about doing the father's business, what he thought was the father's business. And yet when he encountered Christ, the Jesus, the the Lord on the road, his eyes, look, the scales fell from his eyes and he saw him for who he really was. We're illuminated. Our eyes see for the first time ever 
what life is really like when we come to Jesus. I remember the day I was born again and I ran into the kitchen on this Saturday afternoon when my husband Vic was listening to the races and had his best bets, which he used to call his Bible, in his hand and he was listening to a race and I said, guess what's happened to me, Vic? And he said, shut up, Robin, I'm listening to a race. And I walked to the kitchen window and I looked out on that July morning, in a winter's morning, I looked out that window and I saw our cottonwood tree on the front lawn and I saw it was the greenest green I had ever seen in all my life and the sky was the bluest blue I had ever seen in all my life and it was like I'd been given new eyes. What had happened to me was I'd given my heart to Jesus and he had illuminated me. He'd opened my eyes to see things as they really, really are. And all of you can say that too. Sometimes we walk away from God. Sometimes we walk in a place of darkness. Sometimes we walk and and we can't find the light because of what's happened in our life and what we're going through. And yet Christ in his goodness and his grace and his mercy brings us back as we look to him and the flood of light that comes into us as we look to Jesus, our Saviour and our Lord, who gives us the hope we need to move on through the day that we may be struggling with. He gives us the illumination. He gives us the motivation. He gives us the way that we should walk no matter what is happening in our lives so that we can do that with hope and life. We have been illuminated. And that's not a term that I would normally use, but when we have Jesus, the light of the world, he brings light into dark situations Matthew 4.16 said, The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. We were once in darkness. Amen. And so many in the world today are sitting in that darkness and they need to see the light of Jesus. They need to know him more, more than they need the new things, more than they need the gifts. They need the gift of Jesus. We are bearers of his life And the light that is in us, we can bring to those that need to know the truth of Jesus. Greatest gift we can ever give. 1 Peter 2.9, you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvellous light. So we have life, we have illumination. What do you reckon G's for? Could be, yeah, could be too. Grace and glory. His grace poured out upon us that we might know him and walk with him and serve him. John 1.14, the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth By grace we've been saved through faith, Ephesians 2.8, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. So it could be gift as well. That no one should boast because it's not of ourselves. You see, we are like earthen vessels. We're earthen vessels that God is moulding and shaping and making. He's putting his hand on the middle of this cracked pot that is... And scooping out the dross 
and making from the inside out as he is with every single one of us, no matter what's happening, no matter how much garbage has fallen into the pot or the vessel that you are. God is at work in your life to scoop out the dross, to scoop out the heavy burdens that we carry, and that's called his grace. We're not complete yet. We're works in progress. But I can stand here today and say, I bet you're not the person you were yesterday or last year or the year before. But you're certainly not the person that you're going to be as God continues to work within you and work through you. You see, that's why the grace of God is such an incredible gift. It's unmerited favour. We didn't do anything to receive the grace of God. It's incredible love, his love that he pours upon us that we might know that. See, he transforms us. That's the T. Actually, I've gone too far. I missed H. H for healing. He heals our souls. He makes us whole through his precious blood. He fills us with his spirit. He touches our souls. He fills us with his spirit. He touches our bodies. He gives us the strength to do what we need to do today. You see, it's to to receive that grace and glory through his precious blood. We can walk in that newness of life. And that's amazing, isn't it? But now in Christ Jesus, you who are once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Jesus heals our souls. Ephesians 2.13 and Hebrews 10.19. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, we can come boldly into God's presence without fear, without shame, without guilt, because he has washed us and cleansed us and made us brand new. And if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive our sins and to give us that life that he has for us, that he planned for us from the very beginning of time. So L is life, I is illumination, G, glory and grace, H is healing and now the T, the transformation, he takes hold of us and he makes us brand new. Line by line, precept by precept. He loves us so much that he doesn't leave us in the condition that he finds us in when he finds us. He enfolds us in his love. I love Psalm 91. It says, under his wings we, we take our rest. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall dwell in the shadow of the Almighty. When we need to take our rest, we back into him and he enfolds us in his love. Amazing. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power that is seen is all of him and not of us. You see, we can't do anything that's sustainable for this lifetime, but it's only the power of God in us as he works in us, transforming us from the inside out. That makes us of the value that God has bestowed on us, not what we put on ourselves or on others. It's what God says about you. You may have fallen. You may be, you may be feeling pretty sad. You may be feeling like things have come to an end in certain areas. And I'm here to tell you today, today's a new day. 
God's transforming grace is available for you. His power is available for you. His spirit is available for you. As you run to Jesus, run into the light, all that darkness will go. All the darkness will go because there's nothing like the love of God to fill our hearts and our souls, wash our minds, renew our minds with his word so that we're not thinking the thoughts that are stinking thinking. We're thinking the God thoughts that are renewing and refreshing and restoring and reconciling. It's taking hold of the word of God and applying it in our lives daily, sometimes hour by hour, sometimes minute by minute when you're under attack and you're feeling like, what is happening in my world? God knows. And as you trust him, he will transform your world. He will renew your strength. Like I spoke on Sunday, like those eagles in Isaiah 31, he'll renew your strength and you'll mount up on wings as eagles. You'll run and not grow weary. You'll soar with him, not S-O-R-E. You'll S-O-A-R with him, like go up into the sky with him. He's amazing. And I can tell you today, That he is my strength. He is my source. He's the one that keeps me going and motivated. And it's keeping your eyes on Jesus no matter what's happening in your life that will transform your life. It will renew your mind, transform your thinking. Do not be conformed to the world, Romans 12.2, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The renewing of our minds is the greatest thing we can do. Don't listen to the media. Listen Take it in and then ask God what he's saying through it. Listen and then filter it through the Holy Spirit. Filter it through the way God wants you to see it. Lord, what do you want me to take on board here? What do you want me to act upon? What do you want me to let go? How do I work with this? And God will show you in the times we're living in because he is the light of the world and he will illuminate and transform and heal. And bring that life where there is none. God gives us hope because Jesus is the light of the world. And that's the most awesome news for every one of us, that Jesus is our saviour. He's our Lord. He's our King. He is our all in all. And we can today, we have a choice as to whether we choose to live in that darkness or with a foot in a dark place and a foot in a light place. But everyone knows that if you straddle a fence for too long, it's an awfully awkward place. So get fully into the kingdom of light. Flick your leg over the fence and get in. Get in, boots and all, and God will bring the transformation. We can choose truth over ignorance and error. We can choose purity and holiness over sin and evil. We can choose the light of life over the darkness of spiritual death. And we can choose his life, his healing, his grace, his transformation. Because he loves us and it's not just for us. It's so that we can be bearers of his good news in the world that we're living in. Making the main thing the main thing spreading our wings and reaching into our community. Jesus, light of the world, we look up to see the light. See, if you keep looking down, you're going to run into something. 
But if you look up, you see Jesus, you see his light. He's the light of our world. Let his light shine through us. Matthew 5, 14. You, you, turn to the person next to you and say you. You are the light of the world. A city that is hidden on a hill can't be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. You are the light of the world. See, Jesus, light in the darkness. Take that light wherever you go and let him shine in you and through you and for you. We're going to come around communion and I'm not going to keep you much longer. But as the stewards who are serving us so beautifully today hand out communion, let's look at John 3.16. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Whosoever, that's you and me, that's our neighbours, that's our communities, that's our bosses, that's our friends, that's our relatives. For the son is given to us, but we need to appropriate that gift of Jesus in our lives. And in the times that we're living in with so much desperation and sadness, so many people are seeking, so many people are desiring and needing this relationship with Jesus in the days that we're living in. So as we come about communion now and we celebrate the incredible gift of Jesus who died on the cross for us but didn't stay dead, he rose again that we might have newness of life. We're actually celebrating that Jesus is not the baby in the manger who came, but the saviour of the world who came for every single one who has ever lived, who is living and who ever will live, that that one-off sacrifice of Jesus was enough for the entire humanity, for every single one of us. He paid the price that we might not have to face eternal death, that as we give our hearts to Jesus and ask him to forgive our sins and wash us, cleanse us and take hold of our lives, whether we've been away from him or whether we've been walking with him or whether we're a little lukewarm at the minute, now is the time to look to Jesus as the light of the world, knowing that whatever we do, it's for him. He is the Jesus. He says, come to me, all you who are laden and heavy burdened, and I'll give you rest. And he's the Jesus who works miracles today. He's the Jesus who heals. He's the Jesus who speaks peace into our circumstances. He is the Jesus, our comforter, who gives us the Holy Spirit. He is the one who says that when you come to me, I'll lift that burden from you. I'll take it from you. For his yoke is easy and his burden is light. He's the Jesus of new beginnings. He's the Jesus who is our King of kings and of our Lord, our Lord of all. If we make him Lord of all, he is our Lord of all. He is the one who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we think or ask.
Remember the true meaning of Christmas as we take this communion today. If you need to make a decision for Jesus today, there's no better day to do it. If you want to reach out to Jesus today and say, take my life, Lord, all that I am, all that I've been, I put it in your hands. Make me what you want me to be. If you've walked away from him, if you've been away from him and been struggling, there's no day like today to recommit your life to Jesus and say, Lord, transform me. Let your light shine in me and through me again. Because as you make that decision, you make that declaration, Jesus, you are the light of my world. Jesus, you're my saviour. Nothing will ever be the same again. You see, it's all about Jesus. Let's have communion together now. Father God, we thank you that, Lord, we can be together here today to celebrate the birth of Jesus that you had a way from the beginning of time that was going to pay the sin for every single one of us that ever lived and ever will live, that you made a way that we could boldly come into your presence because of the precious shed blood of Jesus on that cross at Calvary, that you, Father God, love us so much that you sent your only son to die for us, to, to die on that cross, to die a, a death that we deserve, Lord God, and yet he did it willingly and he did it gladly and he did it because of the great love that you have for us. Father, today as we take of the bread and of the wine, we commit ourselves into your hands today. and We just declare your lordship over our lives, that you are, Lord Jesus, the light of our world. Let your light so shine in us and through us that we would be Father God, your hands and feet in this lost world. We are so grateful and we are so thankful today that we can be here and call you Father. We commit this time, these precious ones online here into your hands. In Jesus' most holy name and everyone said, let's eat and drink together. Thank you, Lord. He's a good God, isn't he? Have the most wonderful day today. Go and let your lights shine and be blessed and stay safe and walk in the life that he has given you. Amen. Thank you, church. You're such a beautiful church. I love you. God bless. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with all our latest sermons. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am. 